You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. That's me. Oh, yay. I'm back. I'm back in the booth, back in our home in London. Gosh, it's cold. I'm actually recording this the morning, this is very rare, the morning that this is going out because we arrived home, we've been on our travels, if you've maybe been following me on Instagram or on the Facebook, we have been on a big trip back home to Australia via America, which was amazing. We wish we could have stayed longer and done more Bride Chiller meetups, which I promise we will do later in the year. But we got back to London and it has been snowing, which is very rare. I mean, people in the States and in Europe might be listening going, um, Alicia, it snows all through winter. There's no big whoops, no care, who cares? But in London, it's pretty rare. And TBH, London doesn't seem to cope very well with any sort of alternate weather. It just shuts down. It has big problems. So we were delighted to come back to that. On Friday before we left Chicago, we went to visit our warehouse where all of the Bride Chiller survival guides and field guides and totes are stored and met the people that are picking and packing and sending all of your guides. And as an independent publisher, we both, Rich and I, my husband, if you're new to the show, are married to a guy called Rich. He's delightful. We were just so proud to see them you know, all stacked up amongst other stuff that people are selling and just knowing that they're being looked after properly. So I'm thanking everyone who has pre-ordered or ordered a book so far or a book pack. And every time I jump on the Bride Chiller community or the Bride Chiller Facebook book, Facebook book? Is that a real thing? And the Bride Chiller Facebook book? I'm jet lagged. The Bride Chiller Facebook page and see someone tagging me and saying, I've got my book pack. I'm excited. It just is like seeing one of my babies being birthed. This is getting weird. Just It just makes me happy. So thank you, everyone, who is sharing and tagging me. And um, it's a really nice way, a really organic way, as people would say, to share the Bride Chiller movement. And I'm really grateful. Okay, today's episode of the show is all about you. It's just about you. We're focusing on you today. It's Q&A. We haven't done Q&A in a while. I've got a bunch of messages to crank through of varying topics, and uh, I'm excited to hear how I can possibly help you plan your wedding, minus the bullshit, plus fun. All right, let's start off with Aubrey. Hi, Alicia. My name is Aubrey, and I am messaging you from Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm getting married in 27 days, I think. And I just found your podcast like a month ago. Ah! Uh, yeah, so I've been cramming, cramming, cramming them into my ears at rapid speed. I'm at 155 now, I think. Um, but I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get through all of them before uh, my wedding. And oh, I wish I had gotten to you much earlier in the planning process. So much going on. Um, my fiance has a crazy aunt that I might actually end up punching in the face at the wedding. Uh, my fiance is long distance. Also, he lives on the mainland and I'm basically on my own out here with no friends or family that live out here. Besides a few of my awesome uh, maid chillas, which I'm calling bride's mistresses because I just don't like calling them maids. Anyway, I digress. Um, my mom is married to this terrible guy that is really gross and nasty to her, but she won't divorce him. And I despise him and he knows it and it's all very awkward and he's come between us. And so she hasn't been involved at all until like last month when she realized 
that her only daughter is getting married and then she jumped in and like tried to take over and it's been I think as you would say quite full on um so there's just a lot there's a lot but thanks to your podcast uh, I fired a crazy super you know um very immature brides mistress she's four, 48 going on 13 and she was being awful and I just I let her go cause she was toxic and I'm really glad and your podcast sort of gave me the permission I needed to do that and uh I'm trying to be a bride chilla about everything despite feeling slightly zilla sometimes anyway my question is uh if I'm not able to get through all of the episodes by the time I get married what are some good ones coming up or up until now, you know, after like the one fifties, what are the key ones that I really need to listen to before my wedding day? Um, just in case I can't get through them all in order, I got to soak up as much of your knowledge and wisdom and hilarity as I can. All right. Thank you so much for giving me my new favorite hashtag bridechilla and, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I'm super enjoying it. And I don't, know what happens because I'm not there yet. But if you have another podcast after this about other things, I hell of want to listen to it. All right. Thanks, Alicia. Happy days. Bye. What I love is because we've been traveling. Thank you, Aubrey, by the way. As we've been traveling, I was actually prepared for once and pre-programmed or pre-recorded a couple of episodes to play while we we're away. And that's why the Q&As have been stacking up and I feel really bad because usually I'm very quick to get back to people and go, thank you so much or let's play this. I'm going to play this in an episode coming up and I have let it go. I'm very sorry. I am but a woman doing one thing at a time, trying to do one thing at a time and uh, the Q&A episodes, I haven't done one in a while. So Aubrey, bless a little heart, uh, and I'm going to answer your question, Aubrey, but you left me another message and I want to play this as well just to show that I'm a shit bloke for not getting this to air early enough, but I'm listening, I'm there, I hear you. Here's the second message. Hi again, Alicia. This is Aubrey, once again, a bride chiller from Honolulu. And I made you a message a few days ago, and I felt like I'm still thinking about how embarrassed I am that I sounded so frantic and not chilla at all, but it, I've been slightly frantic. Um, but your podcast has really helped. Oh my gosh, the Lindsay Bira, that was revolutionary. And um, yeah, it seems like every time I'm having an issue, I've been hearing exactly what I need to hear from you and the other bride chillas and your experts and rich. Um, so a little more about me and you. I found you because I was Googling like wedding podcast. I think I Googled best wedding podcast. And this article from like a women's magazine, I don't remember, came up and they had a list of like five or six, but yours was the most cute name. So I was like, obviously that's cute as fuck. I'm going to try that one. And it was great. It was perfect. I'm so glad I never looked back. Um, so I'm a firefighter, but I was hurt on duty last fall. And so I've been at a desk job for a few months now as I recover and I'm basically doing data entry. So I've been listening to your podcast, uh, in one of my, Earphones. I put one earphone in and leave the other out so I can listen if the Chiefs need something for me. But um, I was binging advice podcasts, and sometimes those are, like, mad heavy and dark. And then I was like, why am I not listening to a wedding podcast? I need that in my life. And so I looked you up and, and found you. Um, yeah, I would love to talk to you 
after my wedding. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm taking the crash course, uh, but I'm going to be a graduate eventually. Um, we just passed episode 200, I think. So I'm working on finishing all of them and catching all the way up before my wedding. But I have experienced so many of these things. Like I told you last time, I fired one of my bridal party. Um, I have mom drama. I mean, there's all kind family drama, of course. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but my fiance, he's in the military and he's actually stationed in San Diego. So we are a long distance couple and we're going to continue to be long distance after we're married, but you know, we're making it work. Um, we met on Tinder through like a glitch in the system. Uh, we never should have been matched at all. It was just, it's very, it's interesting and it's cute. And I'll tell you the details if you want to hear them, but yeah. So I knew it was kind of, you know, meant to be or the universe or whatever, um, that threw us together cause we shouldn't have been. And, uh, <laughs> there's a lot more to that, but yeah, so we met on Tinder and uh, just kept seeing each other. And he moved to the mainland, and I would never wanted to be a long distance, you know, relationship. But I was like, well, he's leaving, and I fucking love him, so I guess we're doing this. And uh, you know, because I'm not leaving my career here and all that to follow him. Sorry. Um, so yeah, that's our deal. His name is Jack, and he's wonderful and uh, super hot and. <laughs> I'll send you pictures too. All right. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to fill in some blanks and uh, leave you a slightly more chill voicemail, though I know I talk super fast. Sorry. All right. I love the podcast. I now know that you're having the podcast with Rich. And at the moment, I can't remember what it's called and I feel dumb, but I listened to the preview of it and I'm stoked to listen to some more. All right. Take care. Have a great day. I'm working on it. <laughs> And thanks for your help. Happy days. Aubrey, you're adorable and amazing. And I'm really grateful that you took the time to leave that voice message. I love getting to know our Bride Chillers. And you can do that as well in the Bride Chiller community and Facebook, which is growing very fast, very quickly. And we're trying to keep our heads above water a little bit with making sure it's a good place to be and and, uh, cutting the shit when it goes down. But Aubrey, I'm so happy that you're following your path and doing what you want to do with your career and that you've worked out a a way to make it work. I know long distance is hard. Rich and I did it for a while and it can really suck. But also, you do you, girl. You do you. Now, to go back to answer your question, there's lots of new listeners to the show, I know, and it can feel overwhelming. I don't want to actually... we. Rich and I joked about the <laughs> the fact that there are so many episodes of this podcast and that it could feel overwhelming discovering the podcast and going, oh, Jesus Christ, there are 312 episodes of the show. What am I going to do? When do I have the time to listen to this thing? <gasps> I don't want to make you feel stressed by listening to the show and feeling like you have to listen to every episode. I think it's really good to just go through iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and find episodes that have titles that are interesting to you, ofs, but also that can help you in that current time. Sometimes you might be going through guest list stuff and there's a bunch of guest list etiquette and guest list tip episodes. And then I've got a lot of mental health, like mindfulness episodes and finding, um, Aubrey mentioned an episode with Dr. Lindsay Beer. I've done quite a few episodes with her and, and she talks a lot about the importance of looking after ourselves and not necessarily, you know, reacting to some of the shit that goes down with other people's opinions and also if we have pre-existing mental health 
issues that we, you know, aren't just going to be packed up and put away during wedding planning, that we have to be strong and also just be really aware of our our own self-care. I mentioned I pre-recorded a bunch of episodes. I went through a bit of a huge interview binge before we left, and I'm really excited to be sharing some of the expert interviews that are based solely on your suggestions. We did a call out earlier in the year saying, what are some topics and themes that you want to hear more about? What are areas that you need more help in? And how can I make podcasts about those topics? So you all, the Bride Chiller community, all reacted very well. And lovely Erica and I have been going through and trying to shape episodes that really reflect on what your needs are. So that excites me, Aubrey. I know you've only got 20 days left, but I would really say if you're feeling stressed or if you feel like you just need to step away from it all, there are plenty of episodes that I think would cater to those needs. I'm so happy you're getting hitched, Aubrey, and I'm so happy that you found a way to get through the sometimes tricky situation of, you know, going to the point of having to say to a, a maid chiller, I'm not really happy with our relationship and maybe we're not working as well as we could and ending it. That can be dramatic, but for some people it works and I support you in your judgment and needs. Very good luck. Very good luck. Or chookers, as we would say in Australia, in Melbourne, in the theatre community. Chookers for your wedding. There's a new Australian word. And I can't wait for you to become a Bride Chiller graduate, Aubrey, and tell us all about it and share some photos. You did mention Rich and I have another podcast, which we haven't updated this year, 2018, but it's called Significant Other. And it's really a couple podcast, much to Rich's disdain. And uh, he did really enjoy doing it. If he was here, he's gone to work. I have one week left before I go back to the workforce, so I'm going to cram in as much work, uh, bride chiller work as I can before I go back to the real job. And um, we would like to really produce another series, like a short run series of significant other, hopefully over summer, if we can get our shit together. Thanks, Aubrey. Hi, Alicia. My name is Melissa, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I found out about your podcast through the wedding planning board on Reddit. I've been binging on it the last few weeks, listening in my car and at work, and I'm part of the Facebook group. I've noted some great advice from you already and thought maybe you could help me with something. My wedding is in May of 2019, so I have time still. Start early and hopefully less stress, right? Sorry if you hear some cooing in the background. It's my three-month-old daughter. She's getting rather talkative. My question is about potluck receptions. This is something my fiancé really wanted and is normal for his family. We will supply the main meal, such as the meats and drinks, and asking for people, completely optional and in lieu of a gift, to bring a dish to share and write the recipe on a card for us to start our family cookbook. My dad is excited because this is what his family grew up doing. It is a rural country tradition for sure. My friends did this for our for their reception recently, and it seemed to work great. There was a lot of delicious food. I plan to ask them for their experience, but I also wanted to ask you, do you have any tips or suggestions for a potluck reception going smoothly? The venue is a converted barn, so it'll be a very laid-back atmosphere. We're going to have some lawn games going on, cards for on the tables, foam noodle sword battles for the kids, just a casual vibe for the whole thing. Melissa, firstly, congratulations on the birth of your little baby. And uh, no need to apologize about cooing in the background. She sounded very quiet. Top job. I'm delighted that you are taking the potluck route and also involving family and friends as a way of saying, hey, thanks for coming. And also, would you like to contribute something that's meaningful to you? 
recently I was a guest on another podcast and we were talking about potluck dessert tables and I think they're such a lovely idea especially if you've got family and friends that really cherish a certain recipe and also that you are asking them to contribute a recipe to add to your new family cookbook what a great idea I think like most things when it comes to wedding planning with asking guests to contribute a certain item or partake in an activity. As you said, you are just saying this is entirely optional. Some people will do it, other people won't. But there's a, there's a lot of pride attached to food and cooking and a lot of people will, I think, jump at this chance to be able to share something that's meaningful to them. And that's how I would communicate it. And if you have a theme, perhaps, that you would like to stick to, I don't know, maybe it's a cultural food, maybe you're doing curries, I don't know, or maybe it's all chicken. Or if you would prefer if someone brought along a salad or a dessert, just let them know. I think it's all about communicating. Also, just be aware, and I talk about this in the book as well, that you have somewhere to store this food prior to the event. If people are arriving at 10 o'clock in the morning and they're not, you're not eating till 6 p.m., make sure you have adequate refrigeration and just be aware of food prep. Be aware of how to do this in a way that everyone is going to stay healthy and well and not have any VOMs. And if you need to heat the food up, who's going to be responsible for making sure that works and isn't burnt or overcooked or undercooked and all this sort of stuff? Just allocate, delegate, and make sure everyone's on the same page as to what they are required to do, where they bring it, when they bring it, and how to make sure it is served in a way that everyone will be delighted with it and uh, stay happy and well. I think it's a lovely idea, Melissa, and I'm so happy that you're enjoying the show and that the community is a nice place that you want to be, which is how we hope to keep it. Good one. Hurrah! There'll be more of Bride Chiller after these very important and meaningful messages from our partners, which I thank you for supporting because they're great and uh, I love them as I love you. Hello, my name is Lenora Wilkinson. I am the founder of the Wedding Soda app. It is a tool that helps bridesmaids and groomsmen to stay organized through a series of timelines, reminders, and budgets that the couple sets up for them. I am a five-time bridesmaid, so I kind of was looking for a tool that would help um, the bridal squad stay organized, and I couldn't find one. So I took my money and created an app. I really hope that you check it out. You can find me on WeddingSoda.com. I'm also in the Google Play Store. You can check out my social on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. So that's Wedding Soda Like the Drink Soda. Yep. I really hope that you're able to check it out and um, just give your honest opinion and feedback. Thank you so much. Again, my name is Lenora. Lenora, consider it done. I've shared with the Bride Chiller community. I think it's a really great idea for an app and there isn't really much doing some research much around in an app form that helps you communicate information to your bridesmaids, maid chillers, groomsmen, groomspeople, etc, etc. So I'm happy to share this. If you are using Wedding Soda and you would like to provide a bit of feedback, I'd be delighted to hear and I'm sure Lenora would as well. Love to support other female entrepreneurs. I love to support other entrepreneurs. doesn't matter about their gender. It's just nice sometimes to be able to share. Speaking of sharing, if you're a bride chiller vendor, Erica and I are working on a bride chiller vendor directory. And this is for bride chillers as well. We want to gather really great vendors that you think support the ethos of bride chiller. 
And this actually came from an idea in the community of people saying, look, it's so hard to find vendors that get what we're doing. And we're trying to find vendors that just believe in the bride chill away. And that's so flattering, like terrifically flattering. And I know vendors have sort of said, is there anywhere we can list our stuff and say? So now we're going to do it. If you are a vendor and you'd like to get in touch, you can just visit thebridechiller.com, send us a message. Um, Erica and I just follow the contact me prompts and that will get to us and we will give you more information. And if you are a bride chiller and you've got a kick-ass vendor that you think might be good for the, the vendor directory as well, let us know. Send us a message. We'll be putting up a post this week in the Bride Chiller community. And uh, we think it's just a really great way to connect you with like-minded vendors and also make sure uh, you find the right people, basically. Hi, Alicia. My name is Claire. I am a huge fan of the Bride Chiller podcast. I've been listening to you pretty much ever since we got engaged. Um, I get married in four weeks' time. And... Um, To be honest, I'm a bag of nerves and anxiety, which I'm feeling pretty guilty about. (laughs) So I just wanted to sort of ask your advice and the advice of the other bride chillers out there how best to cope um, in the weeks leading up to your wedding when everything just seems to um, be getting a little bit overwhelming. Um... We're obviously so close now, so all of the comments from people are about how excited we are, how close it is, is everything coming together? And the stock answer is, yeah, everything's great, we can't wait. And from my boyfriend's point of view, he very much believes that, and he's hugely excited and calm and collected and, you know, raring to go. And I'm doing my best to sort of channel that and be just like him. But I'm someone who is naturally quite anxious and I'm a worrier. And so I haven't found that quite as easy. Um, As well as sort of just the general (laughs) issues that all brides have about expectations and judgment and everything going to plan. And, you know, all the different sort of forces coming together. Um, we, We also opted to have a wedding outside of the norm a little bit. So both of us are Irish. Um, We live in London, we have done for many years and when we got engaged we sort of weighed up where was the right place to get married and we decided that it should be where we live and where we call home now and that is London. And so we set about organising a city wedding. Not everybody was on board initially, some of our friends and family were a little sceptical but they eventually, you know, got behind it And they have been pretty supportive ever since. However, I still feel a huge deal of expectation that we have dozens of people travelling to London to go to our wedding. Um, Obviously, that costs them money and time and energy. And I want to make sure that they have the best weekend possible. And so I just feel that extra element of pressure because they're coming to us um, I, I really want to show them the best time and we've just had a series of setbacks with our venues that are making that pretty difficult so our reception venue closed down <laughs> they got kicked out by their landlord that was a good few months ago now so at least we had time to find somewhere else but it meant that we, the place about getting married isn't 
or having our reception isn't our first choice. Um, then we got news that our reception venue, or our, our ceremony venue, I should say, the chapel we're getting married in, has to undergo major renovations. So it's currently covered in scaffolds and is likely to still be covered in scaffold in four weeks' time. And um, then today we got more bad news that um, our hotel, where we've booked into, where I'm getting ready on the morning of my wedding, and where all of our guests and family are staying, that they have closed the hotel bar for our renovations. And so the the pre-drinks that we had planned on the Friday... And the the drinks that we had planned on the Sunday are now no longer possible. It was a rooftop bar, so it was really pretty. So, you know, it was a huge draw to us to that particular hotel. And they've basically come back to us and said, no, we're closing it and we're redeveloping it. So, yeah, tough luck, pretty much. And in all of those instances, there's been this sort of business-like demeanour with each of the venues. There's been no real understanding of... This is our wedding day and this is a huge big thing for us. And so it's just a culmination of all those kind of things on top of all the ordinary wedding pressures about dealing with family and, and, you know, organising stuff and making sure that, you know, the gluten-free guests are catered for and the vegans are catered for. All of this stuff, you know, I I just feel pressured. I just feel overwhelmed. I just feel tired. I feel guilty. I feel so guilty that I'm even recording this and sending it to you because I should be grateful for everything that I have and that I'm getting married and that our friends and family are traveling. I really do know that and I don't take that for granted, but I do feel a huge pressure to pull this off. And I, I know I feel worried that because of the problems we've had with our venues, that the aesthetic and the feel and the fundamental elements of our day are not as we initially wished and that that will reflect on the day and possibly on people's enjoyment of the day. That may all seem totally mad. I may seem like a crazy whiny person. I just haven't had a particularly great day (laughs) and you were the only person that I thought might be able to help and just... I don't know, offer some advice and um, and tell me that I'm not being mad, maybe. I don't know, maybe I am. <laughs> so anyway, that's my 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 story. Um, I should say that I am very much looking forward to marrying my fiancé and I love him very much and none of this is has got to do with that. It is genuinely just all of those things combined. Um, and yeah, I'm just feeling a little... A little forlorn today. <laughs> so any help from you or the Brachillas, greatly, greatly appreciated. Thanks, Alicia. Bye. Claire, I'm grateful for your honesty and openness. And also I'm grateful that you're giving me a chance to hopefully help you because I know that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people listening that really relate to what you're saying. I'm fucking sorry and angry that <laughs> you've come across these roadblocks in planning and that is you know very disappointing when venues let you down even if it's in a situation like you said with your initial venue that said we've been kicked out and it's probably beyond their control but also that you've had shitty feedback from your hotel who have pulled that move of renovating their bar now 
I totally get that people are running businesses, but also there's got to be some customer service and compassion attached to these changes and realizing that you have planned a big portion of your celebrations and family activities around their venue. And I really think you go, you should go back and explain that again. I know it can be hard and some people, like a lot of people don't enjoy complaining and confrontation can really suck. But I also am a great believer in being open and saying, I just want to reiterate to you how important it was. And we chose your venue for a reason. We chose this hotel because it really suited our needs and we wanted to be there and we also chose it because we had the option to use your bar and it's now unavailable. Would you please help us with an alternative? Maybe they've got a room or something else that they can help you with. But I truly believe going back, being polite and gorgeous, but also saying, I'm under a lot of stress and I really hope that you can help me, will get you a long way. Rich and I always joke about rejecting rooms in hotels and making complaints. We were at dinner the other night and someone made, this is a silly comparison to your your wedding planning. But someone made a margarita. I fucking love margaritas, but it was the saltiest drink I've ever tasted in my whole life. And I had a couple of sips. I was like, this is revolting. And the lovely group of Americans we were with were like mildly horrified that I was going to send the drink back. And I wasn't being a dick about it. And I just went to the bartender. I love cocktails. I love what you do, but this isn't great. Could you please make me another one? And they thought it was like, actually, I genuinely think they were charmed by me being nice to them, but complaining at the same time. And maybe it's an Aussie thing, but I really believe good people want to give good customer service. And sometimes you get the wrong person when you're complaining and it can be a bit of a dick up, but also be persistent, be polite and be open about how much their lack of customer service and help is really bringing you down. That's my first point. The other one is this guilt that you're referring to. And this is what I think a lot of people listening would be relating to as well, is that I know in the lead up to our wedding, wedding, it's not a real thing, wedding, I wasn't feeling particularly jazzed about the event. I was really excited about seeing our family and friends. I was really excited about having a party, but I felt a huge amount of stress and overwhelm. And Rich and I worked really solidly planning the wedding and we felt really confident in our skills and that we got everything done. But both of us felt this pressure to just pull it off and also just wanting to go back to our normal lives. Now, you will read, and this is what I love about the Bridechiller community. I'm sure, Claire, you've seen other people saying, I'm not really enjoying this very much, or I find this a bit shit, or I thought this would be fun, but actually, it's a shit show. And I love the honesty, and I think a lot of other forums, you read people, and it's just like Facebook and Instagram in every other part of our lives, that people are like, I'm having the best time ever, and at home, they're suffering. And I think there's this perception in our society at the moment especially with social media that we have to say we're enjoying life all the fucking time and we're not and it can be hard and challenging and we have up and down days like when you left that message Claire maybe today you're having a better day and I really hope you are but I don't want there to be a time uh, especially in our community where people don't feel that they can be honest and open and share their feelings because you would be surprised at how many people are in exactly the same position as you. I just want to reiterate that no matter where you get hitched, as long as you're with the people that you love and you're standing across from the person that you love, ultimately it will be a wonderful moment. And I know you watch the TV shows, you know, like the fucking Bridezillas and all those sort of negative shows where people have full mental breakdowns. And I really think they place a lot of of their expectations and feelings on the aesthetics of the day and things going right and things going to plan and running to schedule. But really, 
the most authentic, wonderful moments happen that can't be planned. And that really requires just having your people there and eating some cake and hopefully having some champs and enjoying yourself. So Claire, we love you. We support you. And I'm so grateful that you were so uh, authentic and open in that message because I know that by you being honest and open, there's someone else listening out there who will feel the same way and go, oh, I feel so much relief because I wasn't feeling that good, but I didn't want to say it because no one else around me is feeling it. And I feel so, you know, if that's the best we can do in the Bride Chiller community, and and I'm bloody delighted by supporting each other and, and making each other feel that we are living life with purpose, but also not feeling completely overwhelmed and obsessed with wedding planning, because fucking hell, there's lots of other things in life that are happening that are also very important. And, you know, wedding planning is also about the marriage that comes afterwards. And as you said, you're so excited about marrying your partner and that is so good. That's what it's about. Now, I would like to thank you, Claire, firstly. And then I would like to thank everyone who has purchased a Bride Chiller Survival Guide or a Bride Chiller Field Guide. If people have been saying, what's the difference? (laughs) Survival Guide's the pink one. That's the book of information. It goes through all the phases, stages of wedding planning and beyond. And then the yellow book is the doing book. It is the one that contains all of the spots that you can write all your your notes in and also vendor questions. So you can take the field guide with you to your appointments and it gives you all of the questions that I'd recommend you ask your vendors before paying them, signing anything and uh, setting off on a journey together. Can I ask a big favor? We've launched on Amazon and it was a really big decision. Rich and I are a little bit uh, about Amazon. I mean, I'm an Amazon Prime user. I like it, but I'm also partially feeling a little guilty because I think Amazon is one of those companies that we can't fight progress. I get it. But also I love a good independent bookshop and I know it can be very difficult for people that are selling books to make any money or get anywhere in the Amazon game. However, it is one of the world's biggest search engines uh, beyond Google even with products and we were advised that we should give it a crack. So we've listed on Amazon. I don't know. We're going to do three-month trial and see if it works and if not, we'll go back to just selling via our website, which is where I advise you go and buy it if you like. Uh, And if look, this is such a fucking long story. Sorry, guys. Basically, if you're an Amazon user and you have a moment, if you've genuinely purchased a product through my website, they will accept non-verified reviews, apparently. But if you are thinking of purchasing the book and you would like to purchase via Amazon, go for it. And if you could leave me a review, (laughs) I'd be grateful. You can also review via our website, the Bride Chiller Store. It's bridechillerstore.com. And uh, look, it's just great to spread the word. If people come across it and they've never heard of Bride Chiller or our community or what I do, it's just nice for people to go, oh, great, this is real. She's not a scammer. I mean, who would have the time to create a book and be a scammer? God, exhausting. Thank you, everyone, for your support and love and friendship. And uh, I genuinely love talking to you all in the Bride Chiller community. And I'm glad to be back in one time zone, although the trip was great, to be able to continue our conversations in the Bride Chiller community and get back to all those fucking emails I've got to do. Oh my God, so many emails. I'm excited next Monday to bring you an episode of the Bride Chiller podcast featuring Shana Game. She is the host of Millennials Marriage and Money podcast and she's straight talking uh, sassy gal who is a financial planner and talks very candidly about managing managing our money, managing our money as a couple and looking at shared financial goals and how to get our shit together. I think it's really important. And it was one of the episodes 
that was featured in the Bride Chiller community, a lot of people said, please, let's talk about money more. And also just really about getting on the same page. In the Bride Chiller Survival Guide, I talk about our money story as a couple and how especially Rich and I came together with very different ideals and ideas about how to spend money, how to make money, how to save money. And really, it wasn't until we both got on the same page that we stopped having the fights about uh, money and going on holidays, but also just understanding each other's perspective. So Shana and I talk a lot about that and just communicating in a more open and frank manner, but also joint bank accounts and mortgages. And what if one person comes to the relationship with a bunch of student debts and student loans that obviously, you know, for many people, it's an absolute must to get your degree and get the job you want. But then people carry a lot of guilt coming into a relationship with uh STD, sexually transmitted debts. It's a really good conversation and I'm grateful for the suggestions and to bring along Shana. She's a fantastic guest and I'm really excited about the episode. If you have a question, comment, thought, suggestion, I love to hear from you. I'm a bit behind in my emails, but I promise I'm usually very efficient. You can simply visit thebridechiller.com and uh, I would love to hear from you. And as I said, if you're a Bride Chiller vendor and you'd like to be considered to be added to the Bride Chiller directory that's coming up soon, send us a message via the website and we will send you more information about what we need from you. Thank you so much again. And as always... Happy days! The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.